Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. I always dance to that song, Adam. Always dance to that song. It just moves me. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am Christine George, your host today. My co-host, Betty Russo, is on vacation. I think I can do this without her. I'm going to do my best. Um, We have a great show for you today. Today, we're talking to Adam Gaudet, and I'm so excited for all of you to meet Adam today. He is the founder and the owner of 603 Birch Realty in Concord, New Hampshire. Um, He is super amazing. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about, I'm going to read a little bit of his amazing resume. So he's the 2022 president of the New Hampshire, New Hampshire Association of Realtors and is the, on the board of directors and the executive committee as well. Uh, at the national level, Adam serves as the federal political coordinator for district one and meets with members of Congress to discuss key issues as they pertain to New Hampshire real estate. Here's the best part. He proudly fights for equal access to fair housing and has met with members of Congress on Capitol Hill specifically to demand that sexual orientation and gender identity be included in the Fair Housing Act. And we are going to get into that. Uh, At the local level, Adam was named Realtor of the Year in 2019 by the Seacoast Board of Realtors. And this year he was named 40 under 40 by the union leader for his contributions in making New Hampshire a better place to live and work. He is lazy, as you can see. Uh, But in all seriousness, uh, Adam also volunteers for many local community organizations. And that's really what we want to focus on today. Um, He's so passionate about making the world a better place. And so I can't wait to dive in. Everybody help me welcome Adam Gaudet. Hi, Christine. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited. Um, Okay, I'm just going to go right into it. Like I was going to start out and like ease into things, but this whole fighting for equitable housing, fair housing, um, your fight on Capitol Hill. Can we just dive into that? Can you tell me what that was like, what it was about? Just give us all the deets. Yeah. So as you said, I am the federal political coordinator for uh, District 1 in New Hampshire, which means I work with our members in Congress in New Hampshire to say, hey, here's what's going on in real estate. Homeowners in New Hampshire are dealing with this. People that want to own homes are dealing with this. Veterans are dealing with this. Water issues, all those stuff. Uh, So the first year I went down, I actually spoke about flood insurance and the importance of flood insurance, of course. Um, So I kind of got a nice run through on something that while it's an important, you know, flood insurance is important. It needs work. It needs to be revised. You know, we need money for it. Um, It's very important. I didn't have that same passion as the following year when I went down for gender identity and sexual orientation to be included in the Fair Housing Act. I was like lit up and it was it was actually um, less scary and more like uh, exciting to do, I would say. Yeah. Um, So uh, meeting with members of Congress, you go and, uh, you know, it's really amazing. The realtors every May go down. They have an annual conference in D.C., 
thousands, maybe tens of thousands of realtors go. At the same time, we all go to Capitol Hill. We all have meetings at the same times. So everybody meets with their state. And so even though I'm speaking, there's still 30, 35 people from New Hampshire with me who are down there to kind of witness this whole thing. Um, so picture 35 people in the size of your dining room, like members of Congress have tiny little offices, it turns out, and their schedules are somewhat flexible, let's say. So they might be five minutes late. They might be five minutes early. You just kind of never know. So you're going in there kind of expecting a firestorm almost because they can just get pulled right out or like a, a ding can happen and they have to go vote or something. So I think all that excitement plays into it and you just go and deliver your message and you literally have minutes to get a really important message across. So you have wow. to be really concise and you do want to use real life stories. And fortunately I could speak fortunately or unfortunately it helped for me to be able to speak on some of those issues. Um, yeah. And, and everybody's very receptive. I will say New Hampshire has amazing members of Congress and the people I was speaking with, whether it was flood insurance, tax reform, gender identity, you know, they were all ears and they really wanted to hear more about it and they really wanted to affect change. I had no question on that. So I think my job was a little bit easier in that regard. Um, and eventually it, it did get included, which was a win, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's shocking. It was a little surprising that it wasn't, you know, like it's it took a long time, of course, but that's, you know, that's how things wow. work. So, wow. Yeah. So how did you prepare for that? Um, I actually, for that one, I reached out to people that I know, uh, lesbians, gay people, bi people, trans people, and just said, what are some of your experiences? Have you faced discrimination? And the good thing, and I'm actually getting chills thinking about this, like 98% of them were like, nope, haven't. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. Wow. Now I'm not saying that speaks to all the population, but of the sphere that I knew, most of them, luckily in New Hampshire, haven't felt that. Some of them have, and I asked if I could share some of the stories with our members, which I did. Um, and, you know, we we're kind of, a, we've been in a good window or we were in a good window for a while of like gay rights and feeling like pretty confident and like safe in places. And gay bars were actually going out of business because people weren't, you know, going to them as much because we could go everywhere else. You know, it yeah. just sort of um, felt good for a while. And I think people are surprised to hear like, you know, the number of times I've been called the F word in the past few years, like is a lot more than previously ever really. Previous, yeah. 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 So like yeah. you need to remind people that like people are still being discriminated against or, uh, you know, whether it's just somebody yelling that at you or they're being discriminated against, you know, like the landlord isn't renting to them because of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I can't do anything about some asshole on the street yelling the F word at me, but I can do something about, the landlord who's discriminating against people. So, yes, you know, that's been my take on it. That's not just your take, that's your passion. And that's seems like so much of what your purpose is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's fair to note that you have, you're married, you yeah. have an amazing husband who is part of the business and yeah. super supportive. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that what you represent um, to the LBGTQ community is really important as it relates to fair housing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, you know, you should feel really proud. And I think you're right that even though we've come so far in so many ways, 
we can't forget where we came from. Like we can't just lie on our laurels, you know, we have to continue to make sure people, um, you know, are aware that there's always going to be people that aren't accepting. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have to just continue to keep supporting the community. And, you know, like you said, like you are in a position where you can really affect change and that's powerful, Mm -hmm. really powerful. So, yeah. And the, you know, I believe we've spoken about this, but the whole reason I'm in Concord now, I originally opened my business in Chester, New Hampshire, and there I faced discrimination. Um, you know, and to be honest, it was the landlord slash neighboring business, and he was okay with uh, with me being gay. My husband, you know, he was okay with that. But as soon as George Floyd was murdered and we spoke out about Black Lives Matter, he lost his mind, and yeah. that was you know, he couldn't, then it was like all, you know, he just went nuts on us. We literally packed up and moved basically overnight, broke the lease, got out of there. Cause we didn't, he was, you know, it didn't feel right. No. Um, and that was, a, I spent a year and a half building that whole space. I put tons of money, tons of everything, did a grand opening, had a band, you know, like that was going to be my place of business for like 30 years. And overnight it was like, and that was because of discrimination and, you know, homophobic, but also racist. And yeah, even if, even if he wasn't homophobic, if he shows that he's racist to me, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to be in a place where, you know, you're not only attracting um, clients who want to work with you, right. And agents who want to work within your right. brokerage, but you want to be in a community that's also, um, you know, attracting the same kind of vibe yeah um, and that you can be proud of i, I was like exactly like like guilty by association almost you know yeah well isn't yeah. that where you grew up too so i grew up in Derry, the neighboring town i live in chester now okay okay yeah. that's what it is. and, and to okay. be honest like you know my husband and i talked and it was like for a minute we were like maybe we leave because you know forget this town but then it was like no we really should stay and yes. fly the pride flag 30 365 days a year and yes. really just make sure that, you know, people in this town understand that there's gay people living in this town. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to, it's hard. I think the brave thing to do is to stay. Yeah. Um, because you, you know, there's fear involved, you know, and a lot of people would leave because they don't want to have to face that, you know, yeah. but it, so the brave thing to do is stay. Mm-hmm. And so you're, Definitely, as Brene Brown says, you're in the the arena. You are shedding the blood, sweat, and tears for your community, and um, I think you're doing a great job. So, thank you. so thank you, thank you for everything that you do. We, you know, appreciate that. Um, it, it also comes from a place of like just very existence. It's not like um, this is like I was thinking ten years ago. I would love to be an advocate for gay rights. Like that was not, and now you know. I just it's not something that you plan for or think about it's like all of a sudden you're like oh wait a minute this is like really happening and i'm in the middle of it all of a sudden you know yeah you were and and you're a leader yeah and so you know you had to actually step up as a leader and make that decision that okay i'm in the middle of this i can either lead or i can you know you know sit back and sort of you know put my hands over my eyes and you 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 chose the former so that's Sometimes you're not, you don't always end up, you don't always 
think you're going to be in that position and you, you know, it's a pivotal point where you have to make that decision. I'm, am I going to step up or am I going to pull back? Yeah. So, so let's talk about your passion. Like, obviously you're passionate about, you know, LBGD, LBGTQ rights. Um, you're also very passionate in, uh, about giving back in your community where does this passion for giving back and and lifting others where does that come from um i think for the community part maybe it's a little bit selfishness of like i genuinely am curious about some things so like you know chamber of commerce is like what do you do and <laughs> what do you care about what are you about and then once you start taking taking part in some of those meetings you realize they actually really need everybody that can possibly show up to be there and they will say to you, what's important to you. And you're like, Whoa. And then those are the bills that they support going for, you know, really. And so very easily you can have a change just by showing up at your chamber of commerce meetings and, and yes. maybe getting on their government affairs committee or, you know, anything like that. Um, so there's that, I think, uh, in terms of raising people up, um, I just kind of look at it like I would have loved some helping hands at times. And I don't know that I always had that. I mean, I did later in my career, and I, but I had to go seek those out in some ways. And so I, I just want people to know, like, it's okay to ask for help in that it's like, you're going to go further faster if you do ask for help sometimes. I'm definitely, as you know this about me, I do too much. I take on too much. I don't ask for help enough, right? And so that's something that I'm working on for myself. And oddly enough, maybe I'm projecting that on other people that like they, you know, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is, you know, you want to be able to help people in the way that, you know, you're learning to ask for help yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I just think you're a nice person, too. And I think you want you, you know, you want to do for the greater good. I just I think that's who you are. Are you often looking for a trusted real estate agent out of your area to refer your clients? Someone that will treat your clients with the same level of service and integrity that you would? Perhaps you're an agent ready for a change or a new agent looking to join a brokerage that offers top-of-the-line technology and a great support system to help you grow your business. One of the things I love about this podcast is connecting with like-minded people in the real estate space and entrepreneurs who love what they do and run their businesses from a place of authenticity with a no like and trust mentality. If this sounds like you and you're interested in being part of my referral network of trusted agents across the country, or if you'd like to learn more about my brokerage, let's connect. You can email me at bettyrussohomes at gmail.com. That's B-E-T-T-I-R-U-S-S-O-H-O-M-E-S at gmail.com. Hey everyone, Christine here. Are you spending lots of time behind a screen creating listing and marketing collateral when you could be out meeting with clients? Introducing Posted Meme Creative. We're a marketing services company that removes the burden of sitting behind a screen and saves you time so you can focus on building your business. We know sitting behind a screen creating collateral isn't making you money. We also understand that you may not be ready to hire someone to do the things you know need to be done. And that's where we come in. Posted Beam Creative produces gorgeous, 
custom design collateral for every single listing. And we provide an online community with marketing tools, education from experts across our industry, and a playground of pros like you. Embrace the work you love and empower yourself by delegating what you don't love. Let Post and Beam help you. Visit postandbeamcreative.com for more information and to schedule a one-on-one meeting with me. Let's go back to you moving from Chester, Chesterfield or Chester? Chester. Chester to Concord. So you made that move. Now you had to reinvest in new space. You had to get acquainted with and involved in a whole new community. Tell me how you did that. Um, well, I looked at three spaces and picked the least crappy one, basically. No, it's a cute little spot. <laughs> You've seen it, but um, it's right downtown. I immediately fell in love with the, with the downtown vibe of Concord. People are outside playing instruments in the middle of a work day. Like there's good food smells. It's a very different vibe and it really gives you a good energy. And it brings my agents back into the office way more than we were in Chester. Um, So that was great. In terms of getting involved in the community, I volunteered with the Chamber of Commerce right away. I got involved with um, in-town Concord, which is another like, it's more of a downtown based business group, let's say. Conquer Chamber Young Professional Network. I started going to those meetings. So I just like forced myself to plug into those. And right away, people were super welcoming as they always have been. And, and already I've, I have like groups of friends now at those events. And now I look forward to, I have always secretly dreaded networking events, like majorly. I'm driving there. I'm like, oh, this will be done in 90 minutes. You know, like I, I'm like planning my exit. I'm like, what am I going to eat afterward? That's like been my routine. Now I go and I actually just have a good time. And it's really because it's really changed my mentality on the whole. It, it's really helped. And, and you, don't, is, you, you don't really get that without making the friendships. And where did that change? Like, h- how did that change for you from going from, oh my God, it's going to be 90 minutes. Food is on the other end of this to making friends and looking forward to these events? Um, I think I focused instead of, I think I previously would have gone in with a ment- with a mindset of like trying to meet as many people. And now I go in and try to talk to like one or two people, maybe for the whole time. And then that next time when I'm with them again, I'm not with them that whole time, but I, at this point now, I know like eight people really well versus before I would know like, oh yeah, what was her name? Like eight people like kind of well. So I think, I mean, I've had really in-depth conversations with people about really serious topics. And so now, I mean, like really serious topics and people, so we have a really good connection. You know, I think they take you around the room and they're like, you have to meet this person. And then because they're getting to know you and they're like, Ooh, you're really, you're going to really like this person. I think it's, I think you found your people because I, I agree with you. Like I, I am like, I, the idea of going into an event gives me nausea right but when you find somebody who can have get like get rid of the small talk it's the small talk that I hate right it's like I want to go deep with somebody I want to get to know them I'm curious and I want to get to you know get to the core yeah not everybody is interested in going there with you but for those who are that's when you know you found your people I feel like yeah and I find that 
maybe it's post COVID world, not that we're totally post, but maybe it's some of that has to do with it. People are just connecting deeper. I also think generationally, some people are more, you know, I talk about abortions and miscarriages and like really heavy stuff with people, not like, not like pointing my views or like, we just have discussions. We're really, you know, it's a hot, everything's, you know, there's really important discussions happening right now. Right. And so that's okay to be having authentic, deep discussions with people. As long as you're being respectful, I don't care which view you have. I'm going to, I'm actually just curious no matter what. And I think that that's becoming, I mean, how many people grew up saying, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about, that was a very like, you know, some agents would say like, I would never talk about that stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you can't be fighting for gay rights and not talk about politics. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately what that does is it attracts the kind of people you want to work with. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So let's go back to, um, you know, you're deeply involved in the community in a way where you're making change. Um, You're having, you know, you're creating deep relationships with people in the community is it safe to say that your business has grown as a result of your community involvement? Yes. <laughs> Gangbusters. All right. 100%? Like, is that how, you know? 150,000%. Okay. Okay. And even not just with the people who want to work with me or for me or agents with me, but I've this year got referrals from New New Hampshire agents, which makes like no sense to me, to be honest, but like that's been happening. (laughs) And I don't know what's up with that, but I've gotten several referrals just from agents within my state, let alone totally, totally nationally, because I mean, I bet you I take three calls a month primarily from gay men who are considering moving to New Hampshire. And, you know, they find me one way or another online, uh, but then they do their research and they read my bio. And I think that they're the most comfortable because they know who they probably have a little snapshot about me. Okay. So let's go back. So you have this, this whole like passion, this purpose. um, And how, have you been able to build that into the culture of your business as the owner, as the founder of your brokerage, how do you build your passion? What's important to you, like your, your values into the culture of your company? Great question. I think probably just leading by example would be first and foremost. I think the people that I interview, the agents, um, they know I'm gay. They, you know, I, I've said, you know, I'm pretty open about it because I don't want them to get hired. You know, I don't, the difference between being gay and being black or being Hispanic or whatever, it's like, people can't necessarily tell that I'm gay on the, you know, if you walk by me, you don't know if I'm gay or not. Right. But I think one of our strengths having less than 10 agents is that we can have discussions. We can really know each other. And I think that goes a long way. I mean, no, like trust, right? No, like trust. (laughs) I mean, literally, it's in the name of the podcast. It is. It is. I yeah. mean, I think, and I th- and I feel like in our industry, we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing, you know, like the big box brands, you, you know, nothing against them, 
but they're so big that they're especially com- like you were saying it before coming out of covid there's a need to have a deeper connection with people mm-hmm. and it's more difficult to have that when you're in a big box brand and so mm-hmm. i know i'm seeing it across the industry where more people want to be part of an indie company like yourself something smaller something more a little more intimate something where you can, you know, count on the people who work there, um, where you can collaborate and share. And so, uh, you know, I'm definitely seeing that, you know, across the industry and it's, and it just goes along with what you're, what you're saying. So, you know, like you're looking for, first of all, you lead by example, you said, that's how you're ingraining, you know, your values into your company. Um, and you're building that no like trust factor with your people, yeah. period like that's and and so you're going to attract the people who that's important to the who share those same values yeah i love it um so you know now that you've you know you've been in concord for a couple of years you've grown your business to 10 agents um how do you balance now you've got this you know strong brokerage and in all of this involvement um, how do you balance the two and continue to stay focused on growth within your company? So all the effort has certainly helped grow the company to where it is today. This past year has been an amazing year for me personally, professionally, just, um, you know, I feel like a really well-rounded business owner, realtor, everything. So next year is sort of my plan to 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 almost back off some of my volunteer positions and actually focus more on the business because there's things that I know could be better. Um, I know that I could recruit more. I know that I, I just need to refocus more on the business for a bit. Since I opened six years ago, I've always been involved in, you know, five different varieties of communities. And so I kind of do want to narrow that back in. Um, not to say I won't be back in that space. Um, but I think, once my presidency is up, it will give me the opportunity to kind of like refocus a little bit more on the business. Yeah. Uh, I will say that my next, you know, I think I've spoken out a lot about the lack of housing inventory this year, yeah. certainly fair housing, all those issues. The next kind of thing that I'm thinking that I would want to speak out more about is family planning for the LGBTQ plus community because, um, I'm in the midst of it and I have been for four years, let's say, and it's challenging and it's exhausting and no, there's very few resources for it. And there's very few people talking about it. And uh, so to me, you know, I, I feel like my energies might be focused more in that lane next year. Okay. I love it. I, yeah. I love it. Oh my God. We're gonna have to talk some more about that as well. Um what is on the horizon? So that's on the horizon for you. What's on the horizon now that you're going to be investing more in 603 Birch? What's on the horizon for 603 Birch in the next couple of years? Yeah, um, definitely recruiting. I want to build, I, you know, I want to build a team of about 15 agents. I never want to be huge, but I, I have, we cover the entire state. And, you know, parts of New Hampshire are three, four hours away. So my business model has always been, have agents sprinkled throughout the state of New Hampshire. I never understood why you would have a big brokerage and everybody was from the same town essentially, and we're all fighting for the same clients. To me, it's like 
strategically hire agents who are on the seacoast out in Keene, up in Claremont, over in Dover, you know, like sprinkle the agents around the state. That's going to build referrals. That's going to be helpful if, you know, if you're working in this area and somebody has a showing up there, hey, can you cover me for that showing? It's four hours away. So, you know, I think recruiting to help myself and my agents and just build the brand. I'm, I'm excited about people now say to me like, oh, I've heard of that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. I know. Doesn't you know it, it takes exciting? a while. I mean, like, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And yeah. I have to say you have a great brand and your, your logo and just how you brand yourself and your community. It's, it's really, it's very cool. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. So for people who are watching today, like definitely have to check out it's 603birchrealty.com. Is that what yeah. it is? You got it. And we even have 603birch.com. We reroute that. So whatever. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 603birch.com. Perfect. Yeah. Um, So Adam, before we wrap up, what are three things you would like our audience or our community to take away today? In terms of diversity, equity, inclusion, we are all diverse. So just remember that we're all humans. And in some way, we're all diverse, whether we all you know, for one reason or another, we're diverse. So just keep that in mind and treat people accordingly. Um, second would be, you know, focus on yourself at times. That's okay. Take time. Backing up is not the same as backing down. So sometimes you have to make time for yourself and make time for your company and make time for your agents and make time for your family and your husband and your wife and all these people that are important to you. And you have to recognize that. So balance is super important. And number three, I think just continue to find joy in connecting with humans, um, which sounds so silly, but also like going into the networking events for me is not, there's no, um, there's no goal in mind per se. And I think I used to go in there with a little bit of a goal in mind. And now I just go and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, I talked to two people and it was a blast and I had a blast, you know, yeah. and just reconnecting with people. And that for me was definitely a COVID situation. Um, before COVID, like I said, going into those spaces, it was like, oh, I do not want to do this at all. And now it's much more like, oh, right. I get to put on a nice shirt tonight. Like, let's do that. That sounds great. Yeah. Like, I you love, know. I yeah. love how you said, find joy in connecting with humans. That's a beautiful quote. I love it. Awesome. Um, okay. Finish this sentence for me. No like trust is. No like trust is a podcast. <laughs> no, no like trust are important connections between humans. And honestly, um, until you know somebody, you can't like them. And if you don't like them, you're probably not going to trust them. Love it. Oh my God. I love that. No, like trust is a podcast. It is. It's also important connections between humans. I love it. Um, Adam, where can people find you? Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, Adam underscore actually double underscore six Oh three. All right. Perfect. Oh my God. It's been. And also anything 603 Birch, if you type that in, you can find us and I'm the man behind the curtain on everything. So feel free to message. I get back to people really quickly. And, and also agents out there that just, whether you're in New Hampshire or anywhere, if you're like, Hey, I I would love to have a zoom or coffee or real life coffee. I'm not, 
a broker that's like, okay. And then I go into it and I'm like secretly trying to recruit you the whole time. Like I genuinely want people to enjoy being a realtor. And I think it's important that we ask questions. Do you enjoy being a realtor? Do you like real estate? What do you hate about real estate? What's been challenging this year for you? Just ask people that. People are so surprised when you're like, what's been so challenging for you this year? They're like, um, well, and then because it's house, instead of house business, everyone goes, good, it's good. Yeah. Keep yeah. busy. Okay, cool. <laughs> then the conversation's done. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. That's a real question. What's been challenging for you this year? Yeah. Yeah. What's been, what's worked really well and what's been challenging? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, Adam, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Same. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on our podcast. Um, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, make sure to follow Adam, Adam underscore underscore 603 on Instagram, 603birchrealty.com or 603birch.com. Um, and then if you're watching us today, remember to click that subscribe button so you know when we are going live. And if you're listening on the podcast, we'd love it if you give us five stars and write us a review, share it, share our podcast with your friends. That's it. I look forward to seeing all of you next time and I will be with Betty next time. So have a wonderful day, everybody. Adam, thanks again. Take Thank care, you, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.